Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of True Crime Pillow Talk with me, Kristen. Today we will be talking about the ice cream killer, Estebeliz Carenza. Estebeliz is also known as Esti, so in the story I will refer to her as that because that's easier to say <laughs> for me. Um, so let's get started. Esti was born September 6th, 1978. She was born in Mexico City, Mexico with her two parents and her brother. They fled from Mexico when she was five to Spain and she grew up in Catalan city of Barcelona. Her father, Armando Carenza Mendoza Lopez, was a local writer for books on estericism, shamanism, and lives of Inca Mayas and Aztecs. I don't know how to pronounce for sure all those names, but hopefully that's correct. If not, I apologize. <laughs> Her mother, Angelina Zabala, is from Basque County, and Esty has a younger brother who we don't really know much about. Growing up, Esty used to make up murder fantasies about her own father. Uh, she studied at the University of Barcelona for economics, which was her father's request, and she stated in court that growing up, her father and her had a difficult relationship, and she stated that they weren't allowed to attract attention and Technically, they were not to exist. Esty was engaged to a man um, she was in a relationship with for five years when she was in college. Statements show that Esty stated he considered the relationship as his property and treated it accordingly to that. But once she finished college, he broke up with her. She stated she wanted a serious relationship, but he did not. Which, after five years, you would think that would be a serious relationship, but... I guess not. I'm not really sure. <laughs> her mother, her murder plots against her dad then switched to her ex-fiance and she had fantasies about cutting brake hoses on his car. Esty moved to Germany where she was working in an ice cream shop and Holger Holtz came in trying to sell refrigerators to her. Esty actually fell in love with Holger and they got engaged only weeks after meeting and in 2002, they got married and moved to his hometown in Berlin. Esty really wanted children, and Holger told her that they could try for kids once they moved. And Esty started working multiple jobs and had a short time. And a short time after the couple wed, Holger stated, started to show sorry the different a different side of him. And he started like taking all of her money from the multiple jobs that she was working. And she asked to move back to Spain and he took her, all of her papers away from her so that she wasn't able to. And it's even stated that he physically and mentally abused her. And in 2005, Esty and Holger went to Vienna and they opened an ice cream parlor together. Holger put up majority of the money for the ice cream parlor and stated to her if anything was to happen between the two, Esty was to pay him back. But in my opinion... Wouldn't that be her money anyway, since he took all of her money she earned before moving to Vienna? I don't really know. Holger took on a fascination with weapons and first-person shooters, and Esty was left to work the business on her own. Holger stayed home all day playing video games, and the, ar the couple argued daily about it, because after all, this was their ice cream shop together. But shortly after Holger and Esty opened this parlor, 
Manfred Hinterberger came into the shop trying to sell her ice cream machines. Funny how that works, right? Well, two years later, after meeting Manfred, the they started a an affair, uh, Esty and Manfred, and Esty sat Holger down um, because they were arguing constantly. Every single day after she got home from working the ice cream parlor all day, they would sit and argue, and he would like put her down and constantly mentally and physically abuse her. So. She sat him down and asked him for a divorce, and he ultimately agreed with her, meaning she didn't have to pay him back. Esty asked Holger to move out of the apartment that they shared, but he didn't want to because, after all, the apartment was both of theirs. In April, On April 27, 2007, Esty finished another day at work and returned to her apartment, where she was insulted and denounced by her now ex-husband, and according to her statement, this continued for hours until, of course, she ended it. She grabbed Holger's Beretta pistol and fired a total of three shots into the back of Holger while he played his game on the computer. The twenty-two caliber pistol was shot two times in the back of his head and one time in his temple, killing him instantly. SD went to bed, woke up the next morning, went to work, and she stated all she could think about was someone going into her apartment and seeing Holger dead in his gaming chair. After another long day at work, she went home and attempted to get rid of his body. She decided to start a fire and try to burn the body in their living room, and the fire actually went out quickly. But there was a lot of smoke due to the fire, and her neighbors were concerned and called the fire department. The firefighters came to her door, and she was able to convince the firefighters that she burnt her dinner, which was fish, and that's why there was so much smoke and why it stunk so bad. They actually left after that. They believed it. Um... She informed them that everything was fine, that she was letting, she was airing out the apartment, and that the smoke was coming out through the windows, and that's why there was smoke everywhere, but that the fire was out and there was no need for them, so they actually left. A few days later, she brought, she bought a chainsaw, and when she was buying the chainsaw, she asked the worker that helped her pick it out, um, she asked him how to explain to her how to use it. And then she went home and cut up Holger's body. She put the pieces in plastic bags and stuck it in a freezer. And in the fall of 2008, she was given a notice that her lease was coming to an end, which she was okay with that, but quickly remembered about the body parts in the freezer. She went out and got five-gallon tubs and concrete mix and put each body part into the tubs and poured the concrete over the body parts waited for it to the concrete to dry and then she called a taxi and hauled the tubs to the ice cream parlor and put them in the basement and that's where the body parts stayed neighbors were actually starting to ask her where holger went and she stated that he went to india and due to his personality nobody really asked any more questions after that um they just believed it after holger's death sd and manfred started into a serious relationship and he obviously didn't know about her killings of course and she moved in with him. Manfred decided to invest in the ice cream parlor as well but the amount that he gave to her would not have been able to be repaid by Esty unless she sold the ice cream shop and it quickly came to light that Manfred was unfaithful and started wanting Esty to get a number of cosmetic surgeries done to please him. 
but all she wanted was children, which he promised to her, but he never gave her. She decided to kill Manfred as well, and she started preparing for this murder, and unlike the first one, she wanted to make sure it was done correctly. She went to the shooting range and lined the floor in the room with plastic sheetings so that traces could be removed more easily, and on November 21st through the 22nd of 2010, the couple took a trip, and when they got home, Manfred went to sleep and the murder began. Esty shot Manfred in the back of the head four times at close range, killing him. She left. She then left the body untouched for a while before cutting it into pieces with the same chainsaw she used on Holger's body. And again, the body parts were put in tubs and concrete poured on the top of them and then right into the basement of the parlor. However, his disappearance was very suspicious to others, unlike Holger's. And when asked where Manfred was by others, she told them she didn't know, and she had a few other excuses as well. And because she was being asked so much to where he was, she decided to report him as missing four days after the murder in hopes of covering her tracks. June 6, 2011, one of the neighboring shops needed some pipes repaired in the basement, but one of the tenants noticed that there was a padlock on the cellar compartment labeled number 6, but no other doors were assigned with padlocks. They broke the padlock and noticed all of the tubs and flower pots filled with concrete, with concrete and the handgun down in her basement, and upon further investigation, the, the person that broke in saw a severed leg protruding out of one of the tubs and called the police. Estes actually showed up to work that day and noticed that everyone coming into her parlor and like outside of her parlor were like whispering and stuff like that and acting really weird and suspicious around her. So she finally decided to ask someone what was wrong and the lady she asked informed her of what was found and that the police were on the way. So Estes decided to pack up some things and she actually fled. The police knew she had to be the lead suspect in this case after all because the body parts were found in her parlor basement and she fled the country. She was trying to fly out of the country but started thinking about the police standing in the airport waiting for her when she gets off the plane, so she decided it was best for her to go to the bus station and get a taxi and ride to Italy. She checked into a boarding house under an alias name, Tolmezzo, and left the next day to escape Italian police. She then went back to U- she then went to Udine, sorry, and was picked up by a street artist who let her spend the night, but she became skeptical about her interest in the body parts found and her suicide fantasies and decided to notify the police of what happened. On June 10, 2011, SD was arrested arrested in northern Italy, and the Australian authorities immediately submitted an extradition request for the suspect and the body was identified as Manfred. Esty found out that she was pregnant after the murder of Manfred and quickly informed police of her pregnancy when she was in the interrogation room and that she murdered both Holgert and Manfred. Manfred, sorry. June 24th, she was returned back to Australia and was put in custody due to suspicion of the murder in the two cases. And on January 11, 2012, Esty gave birth to her son, Kaiser Franz Josef Spittle, in Faverton, who was handed over to the father shortly after birth, who and the father was uh, Roland R., 
and they got married in March, but divorced after six and a half years of marriage in 2018. In July of 2012, her psychiatric report determined that the defendant was quote-unquote particularly dangerous and fundamentally sane during her actions, and the forensic psychiatrist diagnosed Esty with a serious personality disorder and also expressed her fear that she would commit serious crimes again if she was free. On September 5th, 2012, Vienna Public Prosecutor's Office brought the charges to Esty. The charges were double homicide for both Manfred and Holger, and she was transferred to an institution for mentally abnormal lawbreakers. The trial was to last three days, but was extended to four, and on November 22, 2012, Esty was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison for double homicide. Thank you guys for listening to another episode And I will be back with another episode, hopefully this Thursday. Um, I'm working on a few cases that I was given by some ladies. Um, One is of a lady's sister and one is of a lady's son. Um, Both of the cases are considered solved, but they believe that there's more to these murders. So I'm looking into these and I will be getting them updated as soon as I can. Thank you all again for listening, and I hope you all have a great week. Bye.